0: What's going on, everybody? Thank you for tuning in. This is Talent Acquired. I'm your host, Chris Nikiso, where we bring you the stories and strategies from the viewpoints of the hiring managers, candidates, and recruiters. And today we have a very special guest, Scott Peterson, who is the CRO of Mytel, and for 20 plus years has put together strategies and built out teams successfully. And we are going to be talking about the modern day sales leaders. So Scott, thank you so much for tuning in and, and joining the show and sharing your thoughts.
1: Chris, it's my absolute pleasure to be here. Thank you for having me.
0: Yeah, we were just talking off camera. This is a very fitting topic for you and I, as you have had so many years doing this and with everything going on in the world and the shift, leadership is obviously evolving too. So give some, I guess, context to your background and your experience for the people who are tuning in who don't know specifically what it is you do. And we'll jump right in.
1: Yeah, you bet. Happy to do that. So I've spent just over 20 years working in the technology space prior to that I worked for a number of years as a litigator so I have a legal background and then I came into technology primarily worked in IT telecom related fields spent most of my time at a large provider that you may have heard of called Verizon and then for the last almost 2 years I've been at MyTel and my responsibilities at MyTel are the chief revenue officer overseeing you know our revenue growth and retention around the world so for those of you who don't know Mitel, Mitel is an almost 50-year-old telecommunications company at our core, and we deliver B2B communication services all across the planet.
0: Awesome. Awesome. I love that you also have the, I'm assuming the the legal aspect of your background really comes into play in terms of executing.
1: Yeah, no, it's, uh, you never unring that bell. So I I don't hold myself out as a practicing lawyer. But the way that I was trained to think and break down problems and analyze issues and risk-reward, all of those things certainly come into what I do every day, no doubt about it.
0: Yeah, and, and it's, it's interesting, like, all that's happened in the last year with just the pandemic, you know, technology getting so much better and shifting even the way we think and do business. You know, now there's more of these, like, the social platform now is, is, is bigger than ever. So the social selling aspect. So it's really changed how we do things. And and the question really that I have for you with with your years of building teams, putting together strategies is as a result of COVID and and technology tools really increasing over the years and, and showing that we can really work anywhere and going out of that traditional model of you know, going into the office, how we work with clients, how we interview and build out teams, in your experience and viewpoint, what is going to be huge? for the modern day sales leader to have? Is it gonna be more the soft skills that you look for or the hard skills or or both? I know they're both
1: equally important. Yeah, it's, it's, it's a really interesting topic and I'm really grateful that you asked and I'll share some that I have. So any sales leader, especially a sales leader in technology, will always answer that question with both, right? Both are important. It is an art and a science to do this well. But I think the nuance of what's happening is that both the art and the science are changing, and they're changing rapidly. So what I mean by the science of it is powerful analytic tools are rapidly coming into our marketplace so that we can have predictive analytics and a view of our past data, past performance, current market conditions. That's all happening at a pace that was preceded covid I'm not sure if that's accelerated or not, but that's a reality, right? The science of what we do is changing and our ability to use tools is changing. I think the even bigger change is on the soft side, which is about emotional intelligence. It's about the ability to communicate effectively and understand what a customer needs, what your sales team needs, what your sales partner needs, and then be able to respond to it. And for many of us who grew up in this industry, we're used to primarily having that interaction on a face-to-face basis.
0: A hundred percent. Yes.
1: Right. Being able to do it either from a stage in a boardroom in a private office meeting at a dinner, whatever that that's how we were, you know, we've been groomed in this industry and now we're using this new modality. Like you and I are talking today over video, you know, we couldn't go to a studio and meet, and so, while many of the cues and are the same, the language we use is the same, and eye contact is still matters, and body language still matters. All of those things, much of it is very different, right? The way you are able to reach people, the way you can gather people quickly, the way you can you know get messages you know to a global audience almost spontaneously, is very, very different. And so we're learning new techniques and how we communicate, how we listen that that is more and more important but also i think there's power in these tools that we've just barely scratched the surface of
0: well artificial intelligence being one of them you know gong if you've heard of them you know they've put out some really interesting content which is really going into what you're talking about is they had a really good stat that when video is used in a sales cycle 37 percent or something like that or low 40s is is part of that closing process if you're not using video you have a forty percent less chance of of closing the deal because that's, it has shifted, right?
1: I believe it, yeah, no no doubt about it and And I'm not sure that even when we move to the next phase of what business looks like that that will go away. I, I think the power of video and the power and the efficiency of video is now finally with us and upon all of us around the world. and so that's really that'll be really interesting to watch going forward what the hybrid blend ends up being, you know, how often do we go back to going out to see clients versus, Hey, I'll check in with hey, Chris, you know, nice to see you. Let's just check in once a month here on video. Yeah. So those patterns will change for all of us, no doubt.
0: Yeah. And and with regards to the skills, right. Are you seeing it more be like the soft, you, cause you actually said this earlier is the softer skills will be something that folks like yourself at the C level, when you go to build out your teams, because the dynamic shift in how we're doing business and it's going to keep evolving, what are some of those soft skills that will, like a couple that are like very important and dear to you when you go to build your team?
1: Well, the soft skills that, matter most to me remain the same. The soft okay. skills that matter most to me are, I look for employees who have technical acumen, who have a certain level of experience and intelligence, of course, all of that can be objectively stated. But the soft skill that I seek in leaders is an ability to have an emotionally intelligent conversation you know, with their people, with their customers, with their partners. So I'm always looking for their ability, first and foremost, to be good listeners. Then beyond that, the teams that I create for people that will be successful in organizations that I'm a part of, I look for an attitude that starts with joy and gratitude. And and the reason I do that is not because it's a happier, kinder place. I think better business happens when people feel safe. Better business happens when people are safe and then can be creative better business happens when people are being creative and then can share big, crazy ideas and those can get sorted across their teammates. That's where great ideas come from. And so I look for leaders who have the ability to do that themselves and then have the ability to then build their teams out in that same fashion. Because I think if you don't, you run the risk of falling behind very, very quickly. As we talk about evolution is happening so fast, you better have an environment where people can share big ideas and, and think about different approaches spontaneously.
0: And and to add to kind of your thing in terms of asking another question stemmed from that is with the advancement in technology and like, you know, you got Salesforce and you've got all these analytics, you've got artificial intelligence adding to that, right? In terms of how quickly we get this and what customers are are feeling, how they're... So that's where the hard and soft skills really come in when I look at stuff is, is it gonna be more important for somebody to know all these inner workings of technology Or is it going to be more important for somebody to understand how people operate? Because now you don't have that in-office experience as much. We're not going to lose it, but it's just not going to be every day in the office, you know, checking in with team. It's going to be now virtual. And that's different, whether it's voice or video.
1: Right. And I think that is where the the soft skills become critically important because the, the data sets are the data sets and different analytic tools like you've been talking about will give us different predictive indices. However as leaders, we still have to make judgment, right? And we still have to make judgments that are based on a human being having a need, having an experience, and then making a decision to move forward with a technology, with a product, with a service, whatever you know that buyer's decision is. Well, that's not happening in an artificial reality. That is another human being who is making that decision based on her or his business. And so our abilities to be able to help solve problems and be able to listen to what needs of customers are and solve those needs remains the same. We may do it in a different fashion, but I think that that stays the same. And we're all having having to adapt our cues, you know, how we think and read read the room. You know, reading the room is a very different skill than it was even a year ago. But still, if you can't read the room, you're going to you're going to fall as flat as you would before. So tone deafness is still out there.
0: Yeah, now I am curious from the video standpoint, because now that video is being a big part of, you know, even closing deals now, right? You talk about reading the room. Are there are subtle like differences from video to in-person, in, in your opinion, and how a manager goes to coach or help their team read situations? Or do you not see any difference at all?
1: No, I, I, the differences are, are significant, and, and particularly around coaching, if I think about having a coaching session, whether someone's getting a high five for doing a great job or somebody needs some extra support and has an opportunity to learn, you know, a new skill going forward or improve on something going forward, both of those interactions are radically different now. And many of the things that we relied on before have changed. And the one I worry most about is the coaching conversation. It used to be a really critical part of good sales management in particular good leadership overall would be you know if if you and I were working together and you saw something that you know i had misstepped on you know you pull me over into an office and you're like hey scott you know this is this is what i'm seeing and you know, i believe in you here's your opportunity to do it better going forward here's some skills on and on now that's a different conversation because we we're not sure what's happening you know perhaps you've pulled me into that session and my 7 year old is behind me struggling with his homework right? Yeah. Which is not uncommon nowadays, right? It's not. not. And so as leaders, our challenge and our opportunity to really be in tune with what's going on and what that person is bringing to that session that day is more and more important because the last thing you'd ever want to do is have one of those tough conversations with somebody who's distracted or has other things going on. We need to, we always need to be respectful of of you know people have got lives and issues you know pressing all around them right now so we we have to be aware of that
0: yeah and and i, I don't know if you you've talked to other executives you know during this pandemic i i feel like most have just like what are you doing in regards to the coaching what are things that
1: leaders aren't doing you mean like opportunities to to do better
0: yeah through the coaching and training right because that's There's a lot of folks that I work with that are like, you know, whether they're a global account manager, an alliance manager, and they leave because they're not getting the accurate training or the mentorship, right? Which I feel like is going to be huge more than ever is mentoring, right? To help get that rep to the next level. That's what I'm saying. What are you seeing that are missing the mark? What are they not doing that they could be doing?
1: The one thing I see that looks like it's happening again and again, and it tends to start COVID in particular, is that just taking old methodologies and saying, now do it virtually. So you take someone who's like a channel account manager, who's all about building relationships and thinking in person. about- person. Yeah, right. And that's all they've ever done. Well, just saying to that person, we'll, we'll do it now, right? Do virtual happy hours, do virtual golf, do what I mean, that is not the answer. You know, is there some piece of that? Of course, there's some piece of that will still exist, but we need to- put additional tools, additional suggestions in the hands of how our reps, whether they're a channel account manager or, you know, working with end user customers can have more meaningful interactions, you know, with their prospects, with with their ecosystem.
0: And that's big in the contact center space too, that those relationships is huge, you know, whether it's with the master agents, that's what they thrive on is going to like a top golf or going somewhere where you're getting dinner and drinks, but, you know, that is starting to shift a little bit now.
1: It is. And and that is, you know, you were asking about where I think I've seen some leaders miss, I think just expecting that the same behaviors, but in a virtualized fashion will produce the same results is a fallacy. They can do some of the same things and they can create virtual environments that promote social interaction. And, you know, we build stronger bonds and all of that stuff that really matters. But then a day in and day out, we're not going to be able to go out and just play golf. We're going to have to you know have different conversations about what's happening in your business and how I can solve them and build trust in different ways than we did before.
0: Are there some ideas that you have around that, though, in terms of what you would recommend?
1: yeah, I, I think it's a great opportunity. i think I think there is a chance to be even more efficient in establishing your acumen as a rep in terms of, hey, I understand your business. I hear what you're saying in terms of your pressures, either in your supply chain, your competitors, you know, what's going on with your employees. I think people are attuned to more efficient, streamlined communications. And if you can solve that need for your partner, for your customer, you know, I think you can get there even faster. So there, there's an opportunity for some deal cycles, I think, to accelerate because the norms on how we would build trust, how you and I would build a relationship if, you know, we were Prospect in an emerging relationship before we can't and won't rely on that, and therefore I hear you. Here's what I heard. Here's what we can do for you. Suddenly, you know, we're ready to move forward. Let's let's start looking at a, what a what a relationship might look like between our companies. And so, if people have that mindset going into it and think about this as an opportunity to accelerate, reach more partners, reach more customers, I think they'll be much more successful than clinging to oh I miss I miss what I had before. We're not going back. We're not not going back to that.
0: Yeah, I I agree with you. And and kind of to your point, basically is what you're saying is now we're going to start getting more. How we're going to build relationships is how we can help you build strategy with your clients, with technology roadmaps, as opposed to golf is great, right? But how much business really gets done on the golf course?
1: Well, right. And, and it, was, <laughs> it was always about understanding strategy and building, but we used to take those steps where, hey, I've got to establish trust. I've got to find a camaraderie. I've got to find a commonality Correct. with the person. And now, you know, we, we do that differently. And I think we can do it much more quickly, but it's going to also mean we're going to fail more quickly. So people are going to have to do a much faster cycle time of opportunities.
0: I couldn't agree with you more. And so I find this, this whole conversation very fascinating. I will ask you a totally different question. Okay. When we are cleared and, and everybody's you know, free to go and go vacation somewhere, do something, and there's no travel restrictions, where is Scott
1: Peterson going? <laughs> <laughs> I would love to just take my kids and sneak away to a beach where nobody can find me. Awesome. Traditionally, that is something we, we do as a family because we like to just get off the grid together and really celebrate us as a family. And that that's what we've missed most uh, we it, during this time. So can't wait to get on that airplane and turn the, turn the phone off for the first time again.
0: That sounds awesome. Yes, absolutely. So, well, I can't thank you enough for, for joining. Honestly, it's been really interesting to hear your viewpoints and, and some of the directions giving leaders that may be struggling with stuff like this so thank you so much and to the audience until next time thank you for tuning in thank you chris thank you